from Fred House Studios in Farmersville, California. It's garbage time, boys. With Mike. In California, I'm like two. Alaska, though. I might be like eight. And three. Let me get a t-shirt. Short, yeah. sweet, and slutty. <laughs> a wizard fart production. Uh, this is Money Funko. And now, here's Mike and Rick. All right, everybody. It's been a while since you've heard that intro. Yeah. Same for us. Rick even started laughing during it. Even I though we've, we've always said, let's stay nice and quiet when this is going on. And Rick couldn't help but giggle to himself. So we're back. I'm Mike. Man across the table is Rick. How you doing today, Rick? I'm doing awesome. How are you today, Mike? I'm doing good. I'm feeling nice and refreshed after our one-month hiatus. Yeah. Uh, We're back here, ready to do this thing again. Get back at it. Yep. Fantasy, well, not just fantasy football. Football itself is right right around the corner, man. And so we're back. We're ready to roll. We got Rick here. We got Fredo. Fredo's still doing his thing. Fredo, how are you feeling today? Doing. I'm feeling pretty good. P- pretty good. Was that wait? Was that Pacquiao that I talked to? Yeah. Was that like a mixture of the two? It felt like a little bit of Pacquiao trying to come out there. <laughs> that was, that was, sometimes you got to fight it back, man. It's, it's hard. Pacquiao. Yeah. I, know, I felt like I kind of lost it ever since he lost his match to that nobody. Uh, uh, can you do a Jeff Horn? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Back, baby. Yeah. I guess if, if a Jeff had a horn, I guess that is what it would sound like. <laughs> <laughs> <I guess it laughs> would. Oh man! It made me giggle. What a way to come back with a Jeff horn. <laughs> is that a brand of a horn? I don't, I don't know what. <laughs> it just came out. <laughs> Can you do a Jeff horn? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's good stuff right now. Is that the pitch? <laughs> we got to work on that. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at GTP Mike and Rick, at Michael double underscore Gaspar, at Richard Raposa, and at F Zero. Sorry, that is at Richard underscore Raposa. And you can look for us on Facebook. Just search Garbage Time Points. Also, look for us on iTunes because we are there and you are not finding us there. And I think that you probably should try to find us there. Because iTunes is the way of the future. The way. Future of podcast, baby. Yeah. Go through, look it up, put on your beats. And we're the only one there. on there. Like nobody really does podcasts either. We're like we're like one of yeah. like two or three. Few, very few people do podcasts nowadays, and we just happen to be one of them. Yeah. Don't like, don't bother going out and looking for other people to yeah. like give you uh, sports takes or fantasy football advice because it just doesn't exist. <laughs> Starting the whether we we are the wheel. Yeah, <laughs> we are inventing. We're the spoke. We're holding it all together. Yeah. Oh wait, is that what we want to be? Because sometimes the spoke breaks, but sometimes the wheels pop. <laughs> You're going too far. <laughs> too much. I'm it. starting down that rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, you are. I mean, more man. <laughs> yeah. Wow. You're getting really. I was like, whoa, dude. Yeah. Just pump the brakes just a little bit. We so. You know, we're back. Uh, football's here. We're going to get to it a little bit later. We have some uh, fantasy football advice for you guys. Our top 10 list by position. Our top 10 rookie dynasty uh, league keepers. Uh, and uh, my prepared boom bust or sleepers and Rick's last minute. Oh, shit. I got to make it. 
boombuster sleepers, but but Rick Rick uh Rick could just do it off the top. Well, top of his head, he's snappy. Well, he was just like boom or bust, so I was just like, okay, it was like a boom bust sleeper, like one guy yeah. for each. So I was like, okay, yeah. But then he's like for each position, I was like, oh shit, but. Like he said, those were those are my thoughts always. Those are already in the back of my head. Yeah, Fredo, are you looking up other podcasts when we just asked you not to? Yeah, I can't find mine. I'm freaking out. Hey, so uh, I gotta ask this to Fredo because I noticed something today. I have like a a graveyard of lottery tickets, scratched lottery tickets just around the house, oh, and no. uh, I I it all it all came to me. It all clicked in my head. I think I'm one of those people who will scratch one off and then just stare at it for a little bit because I'm not sure if I'm seeing something or if I'm missing something. And instead of just accepting that I lost and throw it away, I leave it there. So then that way I can come back and take a look at it with fresh eyes again and see if maybe <laughs> I, I missed something. Yeah, and like I, I do it. I leave it a couple of times to do it. And I know because even after I look at it for a couple of times, like yeah. I look at it, I even, do, it I even do a thing where I start tossing it, but my fingers don't let go. <laughs> and then I like bring it back and look at it some more. Yeah. And uh, so I'm just wondering, Fredo, you play you play scratchers. I know you're, you're big to the scratcher game mm-hmm. more so than I am, mm-hmm. way more than I am. Mm-hmm. Fredo's like, hey guys, just showed up, and he pulls out like five tickets out of his pocket. <laughs> and uh, so, do you do that, or you just look at them one time and toss them? I used to do that, but I admit that I did do that recently with a bingo scratcher, <laughs> only because I don't trust myself when I play that. Oh, the bingo or the or the uh, word scrabble? No, like, no, the bingo, the bingo. Oh, the bingo. The bingo. <laughs> <laughs> I repeat, the, the bingo. Yeah. No, dude. Okay, so. You, you're that way with scratchers, but when I see you go to Vegas, I mean, yeah. you throw that money in. Is it just because there's something telling you, like, right in flash, like, you lost? There, <laughs> you don't look you don't look back at, yeah. like, did I lose? Like, you don't no, no, sit because, there. Like, like there's, there's no other way to look at it. You know, it's, it's right lost. there. It's one yeah, thing. You lose. And even then, sometimes when you win, you don't know much you win. You know, <laughs> just like, yay, $200. <laughs> Not $20, man. Yeah. $20. But a lot of that has to do with being drunk there, too. Yeah. And yeah. That, that affects it. You know, you're just like this. This next time I touch this machine is is the is the one. Yeah. Just one more is the. And I think I've only had luck one time in Vegas. Only one time. I, my, my brother has the best luck. Fredo has luck every once in a while. Once in a while. I don't. I don't think it's your problem. Is is luck? Your problem is when to walk away from the table. Oh come on, coach. <laughs> no, is it not? Rick, is it not? Look, yes, of course. But yeah. everybody has that problem because everybody's like, you know what? I'm up right now. I'm up right now. Oh, I've only lost $20 and well, then I could bring it back. But even if it's a machine, like, it's going to take your money at some yeah. point. And once it starts taking your money, yeah. it's going to take no, that's all very, of it. That's very true. That's very true. <laughs> and I tell you that every time you're up because yeah. you get up like 200 bucks, Like yeah. you said, like, you'll hit for 200 but then, like, you just give it all yeah, back. Right <laughs> and, and, and it's not a joke. Whenever we go to Vegas – Rick is dubbed Coach Rick. Because <laughs> you could be playing a game and Rick would just be behind you. You got to walk away, kid. You got to know when to fold him. Hey, how much were you up for it or whatever I told you to walk away? I and believe he, it was like three something. Yeah, every time he was up, I said walk away. And it was like four different times he played, he walked away and he was up three, over $300 whenever I told him. And I'm like Rick, Rick sitting on his shoulder like a cute little devil, and I'm, and I'm just big fat devil on the other side. Like, just keep pressing buttons, you know. 
outweighing him. Just, yeah. He's leading him outside. Yeah. Feeding me alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> Press the max. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's due. You're due. <laughs> That's my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. You're due. You're due, baby. You're due right now. <laughs> It's all good. That's what that's what we do, right? Well, not you, but we. That's what we do. <laughs> that's what we do when we go there. Speaking of scratchers, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I got a text message, uh, an image of uh, scratchers that my brother played, and it was a word search one, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Just won thirty bucks." He's like, on a five dollar scratcher, and I was looking at it. I was like, "You buying beer, right?" He's like, "Tomorrow." I was like, and then I said, "Wait, how did you win?" Because I looked at it and I saw that he didn't win. <laughs> So you, I, you had to get three words to get a uh, a ticket. Uh-huh. While he was counting it, three letters, like the letters, <laughs> instead of words. So he thought he went big. Yeah. So I was like, no, nah, no. Nah. He's like, oh, no, I only got a ticket. And then later, oh, I got $30. I'm like, no, he didn't, dude. Check it. <laughs> oh, shit. I only won a damn ticket. Fuck this game. Never mind. I didn't win shit. <laughs> He lost my on the five dollar ticket, and then and then I replied back. You still buying beer tomorrow, right? Yeah. Dude, yeah, the, the 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 crossword puzzles are the worst. I hate those ones because I just get carried away. I just scratch all the letters, then do one at a time. It's dumb. Man. Yeah. So the I, best thing to do is just hold on to it and then take it to the store and just have them take yeah. it, scan it. Yeah. yeah. That's the best way to do it. And I always tell myself to do that with the ones that I know I've lost too, just in case. But no, never do it. Anyways, anyways, who cares? All right, gambling, gambling habits. This week's episode is brought to you by oh, California Lottery. Hey, and, yeah. we're, and we're going to Vegas week one. Oh boy, <laughs> that won't happen there though. That won't happen there. You mean you're not going to put any money on any games that weekend? No, 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 no. What? I, I, I mean, I'm putting. Uh, I'll be putting money on beer and hot dogs. <laughs> Mainly hot dogs. <laughs> Mainly hot dogs. And then buying some food. The only bets I'll be making is like, how, how much would it bet how many hot dogs I can eat? <laughs> Just any random person. How many you can put in your mouth at one time? Yeah. <laughs> how much you would have bet? Hey guys, I bought a hot dog and I got one free. Yeah. Joey Walnut. <laughs> Ricky Take Nut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. That was good. Or Ricky Give Nut. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could say that too. It's, it's almost the same thing. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That sounds, oh, so, uh, that, sounds like, that sounds like that. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen that video of the dog. He's like, uh, you know what I did with that meat? And the dog's like, yeah, what? <laughs> yeah. Dude, it's funny. It's a funny video. All right, hey, we're back. Let's let's jump right back into this thing. Let's get back into this thing, Rick. You have some quick hits for us. Is that what we're doing right now? Yeah, give me give 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 the people some quick hits. Is that what we're doing? Yeah. All right. That's what we're doing. All right, training camp. Had opened this last weekend. All 32 teams have officially begun. Yay! Hall of Fame game. Thursday night. Dallas and Arizona. Already had two scuffles in training camp just today. We had uh, 
And in Cincinnati Bengals camp, Vontez Burfitt go low on Giovanni Bernard, started a scuffle, and Julian Edelman and Stefan Gilmore, the new quarterback, going at it and get ejected from practice. Because they scuffled. <laughs> Deadline day was yesterday in the major leagues of baseball. <laughs> That's what. That's how you know we're back. <laughs> Do we start finding him too now? Yeah, just the what? open mouth burp straight on to it. Like, like, Brando turns his head to the microphone and opens his mouth and ah. I like the way you open your mouth like that. Yeah. Reminiscent. And nobody can see me either. I can just say it. I don't have to. You know. <laughs> open your mouth like that. Yeah. I don't know why I had to act yeah, it out. Yeah, it looks good though. Um, <laughs> major league. <laughs> Dodgers and yeah, Dodgers and the Yankees were the big winners. The Dodgers getting you Darvish, and the Yankees getting Sonny Gray. <laughs> and in Florida, a good Samaritan helps reunite a child with her parent, parents, parents, <laughs> and gets beat up by the dad. <laughs> Those parents, they uh, parents. He was very protective of his yeah. daughter. <laughs> so there's scuffles galore going on at, at camp right now. It was today because they, they've been tired of hitting the same guys. They've been going against their own teammates yep. for a week plus. Yep. Already two scuffles just today. Yep. Two big ones, like two. Donnie Brooks. Yeah. And you got, <laughs> we got preseason football returning on Thursday, which means that we will be a month out from the start of the, the football season. Uh, really looking forward to that. And can we just say this right now? I, I don't want to say it. I want you to say it for me, Rick. I want you to say this for me. Say. The team that wins the World Series this year will be the Dodgers. I'm just going to nod my head in approval of that. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to jinx it, but these moves that they made, they're the way, going for it. The way that they've been playing, I don't know, man. Do you believe in magic? Nobody believes in that magic? No. Um, I mean, they're, I mean, I think it's one of those things like it's not necessarily magic, but a perfect storm. Yeah. Where you have the veterans and like you have this big payroll. And you're like, okay, like we need somebody from within. We need to bring some guys. We need some unexpected jolt of lightning. And that's what Bellinger has been. And this new kid, that farmer is hitting uh, walk off, you know. Chris Taylor. I mean, you have all these kids coming up that they're bringing up. And all of a sudden, they're just hitting these home runs and these big moments, game winners. And like, yes, I can understand how you're saying it's magic, but I just think. And the more I mean, term, the come from behind wins is more the magic that I'm talking. About. I know that's what I'm saying. Like, the, I know how you're saying magic, but I just say perfect El storm. Magico. Perfect storm of just uh, veterans and getting that youth injected into them. Like having yeah. that, like, all right, like we got a chance. Like we're doing it, you know. Like, oh, the Rick special. Yeah, that Rick special. <laughs> getting that youth injected into them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It feels it, it feels pretty good right now. Uh, as a Dodger fan, I can't lie. Like, but. Uh, I know what happens in in in, uh, in in October. But mm. oh, I was gonna. 
I was wanting it's to keep going. Time for Dodger because you know, I wanted you to say what the butt is. You know what the butt is. What's the butt? You know what the butt, butt is. What is the butt? The seven. It's connected to the back of the butt. But the, this move solidifies it somewhere that he, if they if if he's not coming back, which he is coming back, he's already resumed throwing. They're just being cautious with him because they are so far ahead and they got. The, the, at this point already, they're what twenty nine games. Look, uh, their match look, number is twenty nine. Look, though, the thing is, is this: no matter what, he's gonna have those back problems for the rest of his yeah, career, and they yeah. can flare up at any moment. Mm-hmm. And when it's hot and humid in October, and you're pitching on three days rest, and you're going against the best lineups in the league, that back seizes up. That I'm not saying that throws. I'm not because what they did, like you said. It gives them a better chance if that happens for mm-hmm. them to continue on. Yeah. But if that happens, that takes a huge ding in there. Yeah. Like if that just, just takes say, a lot of I'll momentum. I'll just say it like this: what they've been saying in the front office. That team is set up to win through 26, uh, 2026. 2016, I would hope so. Yeah, they're set up to win through twenty twenty six, and it, it it sure looks that way, man. So uh, we'll see we'll see what happens. Uh, the outlook is good. It, they. See, what, that's, that's, what they that's, got in return for what they gave away was, was uh, beautiful, man. What, exactly. what they were able to get for what they gave away, excellent. Great yeah, job no, by that front I, office, man. They, they went for it. They got everything they could out of very they, little, and they're going. Did, they're going to they're gonna do it. Did the Yankees getting Sonny Gray put, push them over the Astros? No, no. I don't even think that pushed them over the Red Sox if Benintendi bets. And Bogarts could just play like they normally can. They're slumping. They're all slumping at the same time right now, coming out of the break. Mm-hmm. They were when they were hot and they were slamming the ball and you know scoring runs. They were the you know top you know, top five in the AL in every category. Nobody was saying anything. Nobody said they needed the bat. Mm-hmm. But as soon as they came out of the break and they're slumping, yeah, everybody's saying. But you know what? Hey, boom! September comes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Right, I was just looking at, a, at an article that said Kobe ripped and hairless. <laughs> Jack, oh, get it right. Jack and hairless. Vacation dad bod. Jack and hairless. Kobe looking good. Oh, looking tight. But yeah. Trade deadline. Trade deadline. Trade deadline's over. That body got We still have the, uh, the waiver deadline to deal with, so we'll see who gets moved there. I think that's potentially when we'll see a Justin Verlander get moved. To where I don't know, but uh, that's going to be the big name that's that's going to be floating around around that time for uh, you other fans out there who are trying to find some glimmer of hope to keep rooting for your team, knowing that a team like the Los Angeles Dodgers exists and they are running through Major League Baseball, and all they did was get better at the break. Yeah, without hurting no, they're their team. they're ready, they're ready to go, and they're up three nothing right now. So yeah, in the eighth inning. Uh, so yeah, we'll leave it at that. There's still, uh, uh, there's still a whole lot of uh, baseball to be played. You never know what's gonna happen, Injuries. but right now it's looking good. But um, you know what sounds really good right now, Rick? What happened? What sounds good? Something that's like on. something that involves animals and the amount of cuteness that they have. Dude, this thing is dripping in cuteness. I got something for you. All right. <laughs>
<laughs> All right, it's time. It's time. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, pigs. Like especially many. Everybody loves pigs, right? I mean, who doesn't? Yeah, pigs. A pig's orgasm can last for at least thirty minutes. Aww, cute. Lucky pigs. <laughs> I want one of those. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. How would you even function? <laughs> can, can you for thirty minutes? Not very well. Can you, yeah, can you imagine trying to like function afterwards? You're like, you know, you just lay back afterwards. Uh, you were just with the woman or your favorite jack sock. And, uh, you know, get up. No, you can't go anywhere. No. You're still there. I mean, you got them bambi legs, right? He's talking like Andrew Dice Clay, apparently. (laughs) A little Miss Muffet. Pig orgasms. I mean, it doesn't get much cuter than that. I mean, I thought that was adorable. Yeah. It is. Before, uh, hold on. I told Rick I was going to put him on the spot and I almost forgot about it. But before, so before, You never told me you were going to put yeah, him on the spot. For yeah, what? I did. You know for what. For what? So before we before we call uh, Mike, Rick. What? What is the song you kept telling me that you wanted to make? <laughs> you never said you were going to... But I was like, okay. <laughs> I thought it was funny. You never said you were going to say it, but it does I, funny. I'm not going to say a word about this because... The reason I brought up Jack Sock is because me and Rick just had a little conversation about me skewing the vote. Yeah. I'm not saying a word out of this. I just want you to put it out there, and then I want the people to decide if it's funny. Okay, so Bruno Mars has a new song. I don't know what it's called, but in the chorus it says, Versace on the floor, saying, like, basically he's going to take her clothes off. She wears Versace, it's on the floor. I said, uh, as a spoof, Target on the floor, because who's – Nobody's gonna take this. Like none of us have Versace. It's gonna be Target. Most of us, most people buy clothes at Target. Target on the floor. Isn't Versace a name brand? Yeah, but that doesn't matter. That's why it's funny because it's Target. <laughs> no, it's just like okay, you went from brand to store. Yeah. So, like, if you were going to go from brand to something else, it should have been to another brand. Okay, say Levi or not. Fade and Glory on the floor. Fade and Glory. Okay, do that then. I don't care. So, anyways, you let us know if you think that Rick's remake of that song is funny. I thought it was funny. And if it's funny, we're going to make it. (laughs) We're going to make it. We're going to put Rick on a microphone. And don't just say it's funny just to hear Rick on a microphone singing <laughs> Target on the floor. You you tell us the truth. Is Well, Target now you skewed floor... it again. You skewed it again. <laughs> you skewed it in my direction. Because now people are going to want to hear Target on the floor. So there should be three options. Funny, not funny, not funny, but I'm saying funny so that way uh, Rick has to sing it. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> That works. That works. All right. So what we're gonna do now is we're gonna bring in uh, uh, Mike from the Pod Express. I mean, let's just say formerly known as Mike Barnes. I think we we pretty much went through that. He grew up, became a big boy, started his own pod, yeah. podcast with Joe. So we're gonna bring him on here. Talk a little UFC, maybe some wrestling. I don't know, but uh, definitely some at. UFC. Let's wait and see when he picks up. Pick up the phone. <laughs> Oh, no, he's busy tweeting right now. Is he tweeting? Did he just tweet right now? <laughs> yeah. 
Hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> hey, how's it going, big tweets? So, uh, what is it that's needed to happen? What are you talking about? Yeah, tweet. I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, somebody's tweeting on your account, man. What did it say? That's what's needed to happen. He's watching. Dude, I have no idea. Yeah, Hashtag <laughs> SmackDown Live. Joe's watching SmackDown right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was, was that from the Pod Express account? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that Joe tweets on that. No, <laughs> I can always tell. <laughs> Why? Because he said that's wrong. No, because like just like whenever like. So he's from Missouri, and like when it's spelled wrong, it's Joe. No. Right. Whenever Joe tweets, you're like, I can always tell like by his takes. Because I know the way Mike tweets on his account. And the uh-huh. way he... <laughs> so, like, Joe doesn't want to come on with this because apparently Rick's an asshole now. Okay, yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> we'll, we'll, start, we'll start that, dude. We'll start that. <laughs> I, I like it. Let's bring some E to this show, man. Yeah. <laughs> welcome, hey, welcome back, guys, man. It's been a shitty month without you. Oh, uh, well, thanks very likewise. much. Same with you, man. Yeah. Uh, I know you've been uh, doing your own thing over there on the Podcast Express. You and Joe pulling in some uh, some some big guests, man, and doing your, your thing over there. Congrats. Oh, thanks, guys. Yeah, man, it's been crazy. I uh, can't believe that uh, my first guest was Conrad Thompson, and I had zero followers. I think we had just created the Twitter account, and then I, I messaged the guy, and he's like, sure. And everyone that I've asked, well – Everyone that has responded has said yes. I've asked a lot of people who just don't respond, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've had I've had some pretty cool guests, and uh, I've learned a lot along the way. Some technical difficulties. Actually, the last show, which was not last week, but the week before, I actually deleted the whole damn thing by oh. accident. So, oh, wow. uh, and it's it's lost forever. So that's why we've been off the last couple weeks. Oh, <laughs> I was, yeah, I was wondering why. Like there was a sudden break there, man. So I guess it turns out you just. Had the butterfingers and couldn't couldn't control it. I guess, man. <laughs> yeah, man. But hey, it's 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 been a learning experience. It's been a lot of fun. It's a pretty cool hobby. And I'm hoping to have another big guest lined up this week, but we'll see. So no no spoilers because I don't uh, I don't know that he's gonna come on. But we're we're, we're currently trying to uh, work it out. Well, I'm not doing anything Thursday, so I guess I'll just tell you yes now, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Let's let's jump right into this. This past weekend, UFC 214. Uh, I saw a little bit of it. I don't remember much of it because I had uh, a couple drinks in me. But I, you know, run run it down for the people that didn't get a chance to see it. I mean, uh, it was it was a pretty big card. I mean, I knew some of the names on there, so that means it had to have been a big card. Well, it was the uh, biggest card of the year so far. It's actually tracking to do over a million buys, wow. which would be the first UFC pay per view all year to do that. Wow. It's Kind of a, uh, it's kind of been a down year for them, so they really needed uh, this show to be huge. So they uh, they stockpiled it with uh, three championship fights and uh, Robbie Lawler versus Donald Cowboy Cerrone on the undercard. Uh, so it, it turned out to be a really really good show. There was really only one fight that sucked, and that was a Tyrone Woolley versus Damian Maya. Um, Woolley's fights suck a lot actually. His last couple have been just a snooze fest. Um, so and that turned into kind of a, a big feud with Dana White. Yeah. yeah. Uh, basically, what I, yeah. So a, after the show, everybody believed that Tyrone Woodley was going to fight George St. Pierre in November in Madison Square Garden, and, and Dana White 
was so pissed off and unhappy with how crappy that fight was. Uh, he totally called out Tyron and basically said that he no one wants to see that guy fight. No one's going to pay money to see him fight. He's not going to get the George St. Pierre fight. George St. Pierre is going to fight uh, Mike Bisbee now. And that kind of that kind of shocked everybody. That was the fight that George St. Pierre wanted anyway. Was Michael Bisping, but um, he been saying all along that it was going to Tyrone Woodley. But that that fight was so awful, one of the worst fights in the history of the sport. And uh, Dana White basically pulled fight uh, from under his feet, man, and totally blasted him in the press conference. And so to respond to that, Woodley went on to uh, Ariel Hawaii show called the uh, MMA Hour on MMAfighting.com. And basically said that he's got some uh, – it kind of sounds like there's a Trump White House going on in the UFC. Woodley said, well, I'm going to start leaking some information that Dana White doesn't want to get out if he doesn't give me a public apology. And uh, a day later, Dana White tweeted that uh, him and Woodley are cool. So apparently <laughs> Woodley some pretty, uh, pretty juicy information on uh, Dana White. Maybe he was uh, Donald Trump in Russia seen on hookers. Yeah, that, could, that definitely could be. Hey, but you know what? Yeah. I don't understand. I, I've seen the guy fight a couple times, and yeah, his fights are boring. But can you blame the guy for not wanting to go to the ground with a guy who is a world class? What is he? A, 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 a yeah, jujitsu fighter. Like, is, wasn't that the right no. thing to do to avoid that? Yeah, uh, yeah, that was absolutely the right thing to do. He could have thrown some more strikes though in doing so. He he actually had a lot of opportunities to where he could have put a hurting on Damian Maya. Um, and he just chose not to do that. Tyrone Woodley, don't get me wrong, he's one of the best fighters in the UFC. The guy's great. Uh, he is a world-class wrestler. His uh, stand-up is getting better and better each time. And Damian Maya is a one-dimensional fighter. He is a, a basic jiu-jitsu fighter. He is kind of a throwback to the early days of the UFC where he has just one skill, and he's the best at that skill, and he just dominates people using that one skill. Um... Tyron's a more well-rounded fighter. He's a great wrestler and was able to avoid the takedown the whole fight. But, yeah, can you blame the guy for for not wanting to go to the ground with Damian Maya? No. But Dana's right. If nobody wants to pay to see you fight, why, why is he going to give you a big fight? Why is he going to have you headlining a pay-per-view that no one's going to buy? It's not just this Damian Maya fight. His last two fights with uh, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson were terrible. And Stephen Thompson is typically an exciting fighter. But because Woodley doesn't want to take any chance. You know who he reminds me of? He reminds me of Bernard Hopkins. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So Bernard Hopkins was – he has great interviews. He had a great ring entrance. Uh, he'd come out wearing a mask. He had a great catchphrase. had a great backstory. When the fight happened, it sucked. Every single time until he uh, fought that dude up in Canada. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Bute? But every fight that Hopkins oh, – uh, Yeah, yeah. No, no, it was um, wasn't it? Uh, what'd you say it was? Uh, well, I think it was Kovalev. No, no, not Kovalev. It was uh, he fought him in Montreal. Anyway, that's besides the point. Oh, Butte. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Hopkins, every fight that Hopkins had was incredibly boring, and no one wanted to see him fight so much so that they quit putting him on pay per view, and he had to just fight only on only on HBO mm -hmm. or Showtime. That's the, that's the situation that you're gonna get with Tyron Woodley. It, people. It, it is a sport, but people pay to be entertained, and if Tyrone Woodley is boring, no one's going to pay to see him fight. Yeah, but do people want to pay to see him lose? Yeah, uh, that is a possibility, but if you're going to go to sleep during his fight, 
trying to see him lose, then no, I mean, would, would anybody honestly pay for him? I mean, you guys are kind of casual viewers of the UFC. Yeah. You only kind of really watch when there's a big fight on. If uh, Tyron Woodley's headlining a card, are you guys going to all get together and, and, and buy that fight? If he's fighting GSP in hopes that GSP knocks him off, probably we'll get together and watch it. Uh, yeah, but GSP is going to draw more with Michael Bisping than he would Tyron Woodley. So it's more a about the, more. it's more about the money than the title. Dude, UFC is a promotional business. Of course, it's more about the money. Yeah. GSP has no business in. If, okay, so if this was if this was like the NFL, right? Mm-hmm. We lost you. Oh, somebody's cutting out. Hello. Hello. Oh, no. Last time. This thing was going in and out. Yeah. Let's, let's try to get him back on, see how that goes. Uh, anyways, he was just explaining to us how terrible UFC is uh, as a business <laughs> promotion. Uh, the product is terrible. Um, Tyron Woodley is a major champion in their sport, and he is one of the – just a terrible watch, a terrible view. So he was just finishing up that that, uh, that point. Yeah, so we'll we'll wait and see if we can get him uh, back on. Anyways. Yeah. Anyway. No answer. Uh, no. No. I'm not quite sure what happened here. I think uh, Dana White got pissed off. Dana, Dana White. He just oh, as soon as he started mentioning maybe Dana White was the guy that was over in Russia. Yeah. Russia used their contacts to come and cut us off because Mike accused Dana White of being involved in Russian P-gate. Yep. <laughs> yeah, did you guys get all mad and hang up on it, or was it really Russia again? No, I uh, think it's just the, the internet connection. Uh, it, it got a little choppy and got a little dicey, so uh, it kind of went out. So we tried to call back Oh. and uh, all that okay, good well, stuff. Well, I was in the middle of an epic rant. Bottom line is more people want to see George St. Pierre fight Michael Bisping than they would uh, him fight Tyron Woodley. Oh, man, I totally missed the point of that. I just got done telling the people that, <laughs> that you were telling everybody that uh, Dana White has no idea what he's doing. He could promote uh, Tyron Woodley or Tyrone Woodley in a, in a better way to put him out there for the people. Did we just lose him again? It <laughs> Sounds like it. Oh, boy. What a way to come back. Yeah, technical difficulties. Technical. Let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and just give him uh, a little text and let him know, oh, hey yeah. – is, or what? Did he just come back? No. Uh, just let him know, hey, uh, it doesn't seem like it's uh, we'll working well. We'll have you back on next week. Uh, you can talk about Jones and Brock Lesnar on your show and not waste your hot takes here. <laughs> that way, <laughs> Did that you guys way, get mad or hang up on me? <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny, though. No! And just hit delete. <laughs> yeah, that would be... So anyways, so anyways, what we're going to end up doing now, we're going to jump into some fantasy football. So, Fredo, do we have that right now? Did you, do you have that up right now? Oh, hell yeah, I do. Now let's talk, 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 some, some, some fantasy. That's right, folks. Fantasy football is back, so that's what we're going to talk. We're going to spend the rest of this show discussing fantasy football. Did we get an answer from Mike? Oh, no, no. I just uh, gave him an update, said we'll have him next week. He said, what the fuck? All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anti-plug his damn show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Anyways, though, just real quick before we jump into that, uh, you can follow him uh, on Twitter. That's at GetUpMike, at JoeGilbert1992. We'll plug him since he's on that show, too. Uh, 
and at the Pod Express on Twitter. Uh, that is where you'll find his show. It's, it's a good show, especially if, if you enjoy wrestling, you mit, you like mixed martial arts. Um, it, it's good. And uh, I, I, t- I told him this after his first show. Rick had, Rick had said something about it when he came in. He, he does an, ex- an excellent interview, man. So if uh, you you enjoy that type of stuff, go over and give them a listen to. Uh, okay. Let's just jump right into this thing. I know last year we had our reservations, or was it the year before? I'm not quite sure. About... Giving out our top ten list. We are competitors. We did a top ten last year. Yeah, I know. But, you know, we're competitors. I think we've gotten over the whole, like, I can't tell you exactly what I'm thinking because I don't want you to know what I'm thinking when we come to our draft times. So this is legit, people. This is not uh, ring around the posy. Pocket full of rosy. Is that how that goes? (laughs) Sure. This is all us, baby. Yeah. It's all out there. It's all hanging out. Just how Rick likes it. So let's go ahead and get started. We're going to hit you guys with our top ten list right now. Top ten. And we're going to start off with our quarterbacks. Do you want to go first or or me, Rick? Top ten. You want to go first? Rock, paper, scissors for it. Go ahead. Hit first, Rick. I'll I'll go first. I I don't care. Do it. Uh, Just just listing them. Just going down. Just list them down real quick. Just going down. Uh, Number one, got Brady. Are we going to do like a Rick hit? Like doo-doo-doo? No, we'll just, nah. we'll just listen down. No, no. <laughs> do, do, do. Do, do, do. Uh, Brady two, Breeze. Uh, oh, Brady two. Who do you got at number one? Rogers. Oh shit. Okay, I missed that one. Sure. I think you started off with. Uh, yeah, he said Brady first. No, I said Rogers. Rogers, uh, Brady, Breeze, uh, Matt Ryan, Luck, but we'll get into Luck a little bit later. Fuck. Cousins, Winston, Wilson, Cam Newton, Marcus Mariota. All right, not bad. I, th- I, I know, I know, I left one guy out, and he's the next guy. Mariota. You know who it is, but yeah. So uh, real quick, before we get into the, you know who it is. Uh, my top ten. You know who it is. Uh, I got Aaron Rodgers, of course, at the top. I got Drew Brees, number two. A lot of product, a lot of production, a lot of production. Number three, I got Matt Ryan. I think he's going to continue on uh, what he did last year. Number four, Tom Brady. Number five, Russell Wilson. So I have a little bit, a little bit higher in my list than you do. I think he has a little bit of a bounce back year. Uh, six, I have Derek Carr, but I actually I'm kind of questioning that one right now. Uh, seven, Kirk Cousins. Eight, Cam Newton. Nine, Marcus Mariota, and then ten. Jameis Winston, I think those two those two studs uh, from the 2015 draft are just gonna you know start lighting so the world on fire. We have everybody in the top ten except I have Luck and you have Carr in. Mm-hmm. But if you take Luck out, which is he is my bust, mm-hmm. getting into our boom bust sleepers because he might spend six weeks on the pup. You yeah. take him out. Car's my 11, you move him in. Yeah. We have the same exact top 10. So that's your bust. So he, that, He's my bust. We'll go one at a time on it. That's the bust. Yeah. That's Rick's pick for a bust this year. If he, go, if he, go, if he goes, if he starts the six on the PUP, mm-hmm. I mean, he's a bust after that. Because that's six weeks on the PUP. Yes, you take him back. And he could do Andrew Luck things after that. but You don't take him where you would usually take, take him. him. So that's a bust. Like, if yeah. you take him where you take him, like would usually take him, that's a bust at that point. Yeah. So. And for me, this might come as a shocker, but I hope that it doesn't. I have Dak Prescott as my bust. 
And uh, the reason that I have him there, it, it's not a I don't like Dak Prescott thing. Like I, I like him. Yeah. He's a uh, He's done a great job in that offense. He does what he's asked to do. This is more of a, oh, they have the best offensive line in the league and Ezekiel Elliott behind it mm-hmm. uh, reasoning. And I think it stifles his opportunities. And I just don't think he gets the type of jump in production going into his second year that people are expecting out of him. Yeah, because I'm seeing like, yeah. top, like top 11, yeah. top 12, yeah. 13 with him. And I'm like – Yeah, I just don't get it, and I don't think it justifies taking him where people are willing to reach to take him because he's Dak Prescott. He plays for the Cowboys, America's team. Yeah, and uh, And he he did what he did as a rookie. Yeah, so but I think you need to to pump the brakes. Hold your horses. Yeah, Rick pumps brakes. I hold horses. (laughs) (laughs) I guess that's where we're at. But yeah, Uh, who do you got for your uh, boom this year? Um, Winston. Jameis Winston. I mean, that's everybody's. That, that was an easy one. Um, so, since that's everybody's, I'll give you another one because that's that's Kirk Cousins. Everybody's mm-hmm. thinking he's going to have a down year. Uh, they bring in Pryor. They bring on all these guys. I don't see it. I don't see him slowing down at all. I see him continuing to put the foot on the gas. Yeah. We kind of have to. I mean, I have him in my top ten as well, but we have to see what happens with Jordan Reed because now he he went to see a specialist about that his toe true, today. Yeah. Uh, we'll see what goes there, but he still has the weapons, of course, to have a have a big year. Yeah. Uh, for me, my boom is uh, Carson Wentz. Uh, he had a great rookie season, and the team added a legitimate number one threat in Alshon Jeffrey. They added Tory Tory Smith to his as well, and uh, Legarrette Blunt to help move the football, move the chains, yeah. keep him on the field longer. Uh, I think he's going to have a, a just a hell of a year and years for years to come. Yep. And yeah. mine is Marcus Mariota, basically for those same reasons. They add uh, Davis, Greg Davis, uh, Eric Decker. They add Johnu Smith at tight end. Well, you had three, three booms. <laughs> he's, he's boom, my boom, sleeper. boom. Oh, your sleeper, sleeper. That was my boom. So now this is your sleeper. Yeah, my sleeper. Okay. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, I don't even know where I'm at right now. My sleeper is Marcus Mariota. I guess the sleeper because he went. I thought Wentz was your sleeper. That's why I didn't pick Wentz as my. Sleeper. Oh no no no. Because not a lot of people. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, Mariota. Anyways, Mariota's my sleeper. Mm-hmm. Sleepies. Little teepee time. Uh, John Smith, I just said all of the Decker. Yeah. <laughs> I interrupted it because I was confused. Yeah, me too. I'm confused yeah. right now still. But it's all okay. right. That's we'll end off the quarterbacks right now. My sleeper this year is Eli Manning. And I know what you're saying. It's Eli Manning. How can he possibly be a sleeper? But I feel like people are down on him, you know, come, yeah. coming into this year, knowing that he throws a lot of interceptions. But you add... Brandon Marshall, you draft Evan Ingram, you add them to Odell Beckham and uh, Sterling Shepard, and I think that a lot of those floaters that he throws up there for interceptions are liable to be caught now. With Brandon. By, with, with, yes, especially with Brandon. So, uh, hey, you're gonna get him. You're gonna get him for value because people are gonna let him slip. Yeah. He he's just not a sexy name right now. No. But. Come come the end of the year, you're going to be happy that you took Eli Manning towards the end of the draft because he will be available. He will. Yeah. All right, so let's move on to our running backs. Rick, what do you got? What do you got for your top ten running backs? David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, Zeke, Devontae Freeman, uh, Melvin Gordon, Jay Jai. What? I'm trying to keep up, but you know, go ahead. I'll, I'll give you the list. Yeah, I, okay. ha, I, ha, I have my list. Like, I have my list. Right. I have a hard copy of it. 
Hard copy. Hard copy. LaShawn McCoy. Um, Howard, fucking, what's his name? Um, it's blanking on me right now. Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard. Uh, DeMarco Murray and breaking into my top 10, The Rook, just, uh, Leonard Fournette. Wow. Wow. Jumping him way up there. Um, I just think that he's going to get plenty of opportunity with that team. Um, because they're going to want to run the ball. They're going to want to run the ball a lot. Because they don't want Blake Bortles to be throwing the ball very much. Yeah, so. very good. <laughs> All right, for me, I got number one. I still have Le'Veon Bell, but I, I am worried about this holdout. Well, so we'll see. We'll see what that goes. But I have number one because uh, even without it, he's Johnson's been doing it. Yeah, Johnson. Uh, then I got David Johnson, uh, Ezekiel Elliott. Number four, I got Lashawn McCoy. Number five, Jordan Howard. Six, J.J. Eight, Demarco Murray. Nine, Melvin Gordon. And ten. Todd Gurley. I think he has a back uh, a bounce back here. That's why I've been trying to trade for him. I think he's gonna bounce Just back wasn't there. happening. Just was not happening. But yes, I think he pull I think he pulls it back together. I think Goff improves a little bit and I think that helps lighten the load on him. Uh so all right, Rick, who, who's your who's your bust running back this year? Um, Spencer Ware. And I like him, I have him mm-hmm. um in one of my leagues, and I don't think it's a bust because um I don't think it's a bust because he is going to bust. I don't think it's going to be a performance thing. I just think it's going to, at a certain point, at, towards the end of the year, Kareem Hunt's going to come in and just take a lot of carries because he could do, he could do all, he could do it all. He's a three-down back, and he will eventually take a stranglehold on that job, and it'll be his from that point on. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I do. I like that pick. Uh, for me, I, I went with Marshawn Lynch, and I'm a Raider fan, and maybe people didn't expect me to say that. But uh, I'm not buying into the whole 200 plus carries thing no. for a, a 30 a 31 wow. year old running back coming off a, a a year of retirement. I, I take into question if his heart is really into it at all, for, or if this is just a, I'm going to come back to Oakland because Oakland's leaving and type love of thing. Me, like he's going to get like a farewell yeah. tour basically. And I can't remember the last time a 31 year old running back who's taking a lot of punishment has taken a year off and come back that effective to be able to carry the ball 200 plus times. Uh, He'll he'll get he'll get some touches, but not as much as people think. And and I I've seen uh, uh, mock drafts with him going second, third round, and I'm like way wow. way too high, yeah. way too high to take Marshawn Lynch there. All right, so uh, who do not you have? Not in the redraw. I wouldn't even take yeah. him in the second or third round in like a, in a rook dynasty, like yeah. in a four round draft. Yeah, I'm like, letting I'm letting him go by if he goes right there. Yeah. Uh, all right, so who who's your boom? Uh, the guy I couldn't even think of his first name, Jordan Howard. I mean, plenty of opportunity. And I actually like Mike Glennon. I like their set of receivers to the point where I don't think you could stack the box and just try to focus on him. Like, there's enough around him to where it's serviceable, to where he could get his point. He could get his. Mm -hmm. So I think he's still going to be that, like, that boom to where, like, yeah, he's not. If you don't have, like, a a David Johnson or a Le'Veon Bell, like, don't worry. If you could get Jordan Howard, like, yeah, you're, you're still you're, you're, you're still looking good because uh, they're shaky at quarterback. They have a decent line, and uh, they're gonna let him tote the rock. Yeah, and he's gonna, he's a three down back, and he's a three down back. three down back, and uh, those are the ones you want to gun for when it comes to picking your number one running back for yeah. sure. Uh, for me, the guy you mentioned earlier, uh, Kareem Hunt. Yes, they have Spencer Ware, but Kareem Hunt, as you said, just just a better fit for what uh, Andy Reid does on offense. Yeah. Uh, Spencer Ware kind of plotted a plotted along for his 1300 yards it was like what four and a half somewhere near three per 
but but Kareem Hill, much more versatile and able to to do what Andy Reid. Yeah, Kareem Hunt. Sorry, what did I say? Lamar Hunt. You said Kareem Hill. Oh, did I? Mm. Helen Hunt. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Helen Hunt, excellent in Twister, underrated in that about you. No, but uh, yeah, he's going to be sharing time to start. But once he starts to show what he's all about, he's going to be taking over that job by the middle of the season. So, okay, on to our sleeper. Who do you have as a sleeper there? Uh, Bilal Powell. I think he eventually takes the job from Matt Forte, and it's his. And he had 200 points PPR uh, last year. Um, I think he could. I think he could hit 220, uh, 220 plus. Like you know, not anything crazy, but like 220 is a is not out of the question because at the beginning of the year, Matt Forte ate up a lot of those, and he had 180 points. Mm-hmm. Uh, he ate, he ate up a lot of those carries, uh, uh, receptions. He had like a, a a couple 20 point games, and you know he after that he really wore down, and they they really like Bilal Powell. So I think he's gonna get he's gonna out touch Matt Forte this yeah. year. And we just talked about it before the show. Disclaimer: This is PPR. PPR, people. yeah. This is PPR because uh, I know that there are people out there that play standards, but there's just not that much. I mean, the people that we talk with, we know a lot of people that play fantasy football. Yeah. And I've never heard anybody, you know, say playing the standard league. Yeah. It's always it's always PPR. So th- this is what we're basing it on. We're taking into account yards, catches, all of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, for me, my sleeper is Jalen Richard. Um, for the reason that I don't think that Marshawn Lynch is going to be that big of a uh, factor in the offense. Uh, unknown fact, he ranked top five last year amongst rookie running backs in ru- uh, rushing, receiving, uh, punt returns, and kick returns. He totaled uh, close to 1,400 all-purpose yards. Uh, he's a third down back, but he also does carry the ball on first and second down. And I'm telling you right now, by week seven, he will be a great flex play each week. That is my guarantee. Guarantee that one. Or your money back. Yeah. All right. Let's move on right now to wide receivers. Who do you have? Um, I have Antonio Brown, Beckham Jr., Julio Jones, Mike Evans, Jordy Nelson, A.J. Green, Mike Thomas, T.Y. Hilton, Doug Baldwin, Amari Cooper. Oh, wait. Yeah, Cooper. Cooper's 10. Because <laughs> I, I have 20. I have 20 down. So I, do. oh, I, was, okay. I was just naming lists. I was just naming yeah. guys. All right. I got Antonio Brown as well. I have Mike Evans in the, the number two spot. Uh, Julio Jones at three. Jordy Nelson at four. Odell Beckham at five. Still going to have a good year, but I don't think it's going to be past three years. I don't see it happening, man. They got Brandon Marshall there and Evan Ingram, and uh, I think that's what's going to happen to him. Six, A.J. Green. Seven, Des Bryant. Eight, Amari Cooper. Nine, Michael Thomas. And ten, T.Y. Hilton. And that's uh, that actually <clears> – there's, there's a little asterisk right there because we have to wait and see what happens with uh, Andrew Luck. But, Andrew Luck, yeah. Yeah, but uh, right now I'm taking him. Most of, for me, like the thing with Mike Evans is I have, I have him in one, and I wanted, I've been trying to trade him for him in two other ones. Um, I still think he actually takes the step back. Like I think out of those guys, he's the one that takes the step back because you get Deshaun Jackson on the other side now, and you get Howard. You have you still have uh, Cameron Bray, and once you know they get the run game situated, that's going to be another element. Like 
okay, at the, the the first eight weeks, he was the number one scoring wide receiver. The last eight weeks, he wasn't even in the top 50. Mm-hmm. So he had a doubt because teams went to him. And like, yeah, you're going to say, oh, yeah, he's going to have – but no, there's only so many mouths to feed. I think, if anything, he levels off because in PPR, he had 300 points. Yeah. So he might get a bigger chunk. So- he might be more consistent, but I think that those big games that he had to inflate those numbers at the beginning of the year, level it off because he's going to be more consistent. I just feel that like now they added more weapons around him, so he's not the main focal point out there. Yeah. That uh, you don't go away from your safety valve, and that's what he's proven to be. Even when, when, when uh, he's struggling or when Jameis is struggling, yeah. he's going to throw the ball up to him. Yeah. And now you can't just focus on him because you have to worry about – uh, Deshaun on the other side. You have but, to worry about OJ uh, inside. Adam Humphreys, you still have to worry about him because he's a, he's a nice little slot receiver. But with think it. about but think about it though. But think about it though. Whenever a defense still comes out of that huddle, they're still gonna they're still gonna oh, go yeah. towards him. And who's gonna mm-hmm. who's the one that's gonna be blowing the top off? And who's gonna be the one that's gonna be going one on one down the field with safeties? Yeah, because I mean, the coverage is going to swing yeah, that no, way. There's no, there's no doubt I, about it. I'm not saying that Deshaun Jackson has like a, you know, a breakout year where he's like, you know, th- you know, 250, 300 points. He had 180 last year PPR. I think he stays at about 200 to 220 because I mm-hmm. think that he gets a couple more chunk touchdowns. I don't think it's anything drastic, but I think that what everybody thinks more Mike Evans is going to get, I think it's actually going towards Deshaun Jackson because he had what like. It was like 57 receptions and 1,000 yards last year, five, four or five touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So you got to think, okay, he might stay the same reception-wise, but he's going to get maybe 200 more yards and probably four more touchdowns yeah. because he's going to have those more open opportunities. Yeah, he played with Kirk Cousins, but Jameis Winston's a better uh, quarterback, and Mike Evans is on the other side rather than, than Pierre Garçon. Mm-hmm. So it's going to open up for him more than anything. For me, I just think that's Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, I see that point of view. Like, I, I see your point, but I just think that he's blowing up. Yeah, I think he's blowing up. Yeah, I, I mean, I love Mike Evans. Yeah, from and you know it. For me, he was the number one, or yeah, he the number one receiver coming out of that draft. Mm-hmm. I had him above Beckham, which you know, okay, but I had him above Watkins, Cooks, all these mm-hmm. guys. Yeah. All right, so uh, let's go. Who's your best wide receiver? I didn't. I forgot one. That's what I was forgot. Oh, so, okay. Just so I'll one. just give you mine. Yeah. Brandon Cooks, oh, wide receiver no. for the New England Patriots. I think he's going to have a decent year, but I don't think he's going to have the number one wide receiver year okay, that I'll people are thinking. Uh, Gronk, Gronk is, is Brady's number one. Edelman is his safety valve. And then Cooks has to, to, to share targets with, and I know, because they're not all going to go to uh, to Brandon Cooks outside of those top two. He's got to share him with Dwayne, Dwayne Allen. We know how much that team enjoys having that second versatile uh, tight end mm-hmm. who can slip out there. Uh, James White and Deion Lewis out of the backfield. Chris Hogan, if he, if he makes a team. But they had a little something going towards the end of the year and into the playoffs where uh, Brady knew that he could rely on Hogan down the field. Like, like, he's like, look, like, let's, let's make the long story short. The two guys that you want on that offense are Gronk yeah. and, and Edelman. Yeah, After sure. that, it's a, it's a toss up yeah. because. They I, they throw their offense at any direct. They yeah. want you to not guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Whoever they decide to work into the game plan, it could be none of those. And guys. It could be whatever. It could be Malcolm Mitchell. Yeah, but the guy, but the guy that the guy that the two guys mm-hmm. that you want, are, while if they're in the lineup, are Gronk and Edelman. Because yeah. those are the chain movers. Those are like you say, his safety valves. Other than that, it's a it's a it's a yeah. coin flip. My point is, don't expect ninety 
14 and 10 out of Brandon Cooks. No, 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 not at all. Yeah. And that's but, how you can but, say that. But, but that's how people are running with yeah, him right now. Yeah, no, people no. Are and, with I, him. and okay, for me, and I know he's probably not on the boom again, but Allen Alan Robinson, people are still drafting him high. I just traded for him. Like, I gave up a lot for him, but it's a dynasty league. Mm-hmm. And I didn't do it for this year. I did it for the long haul. Yeah. Um, again, Fournette now into the picture. Uh, you got a lot of their their healthy wide receivers. Um, they're wanting to take the ball out of Bortles' hand as much as possible. So the opportunity, I think they're going to be more of a ground and pound because I still see a, a role for TJ Yeldon. I'm not saying fantasy impact role. I'm saying the role on the team for him and Fournette. Third down back. Yeah. He has to. He has to be. And you got to give you got to give Fournette, you know, that rest. Mm-hmm. And they still have Chris Ivory. So I don't think he's going to siphon any touchdown. I don't think they're going to do anything like that. He's going to be short yardage. I don't think the, he gets goal line. Maybe he gets one or two here. But once you have Fournette, and if he gets stuffed a couple times, then you're like, bring fucking Fournette onto this field right yeah. now. Like, it, it's over. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't think it's anything that way. I think it's more just football-related And so terms. you're saying that all of that hurts Allen Robinson. I think that hurts Allen yeah. Robinson. And Blake Bortles. And Blake Bortles. Uh, all right, so who's your boom then? Uh... Uh, Doug Baldwin, 90 receptions the last three years at least. Um, but if you think Russell Wilson is going his favorite receiver, Doug Baldwin is obviously going to reap those benefits. Um, I like Doug Baldwin a lot. I He's flourished into a, a number one receiver, a top end receiver. I have him number nine in my top ten. You don't even have him in the top ten. And that's why I say he's a boom guy because I think he's a guy you could get in the second or third round. You could have him as your number two, mm-hmm. and he'd be a number one. Put up your number one numbers. Yeah. Uh, I'm going with Tyreek Hill. Uh, he came in late last year and took off. Uh, now he gets a full year, another offseason under his belt. They lose Jeremy Macklin. They just find a way to get the football in his hands, and uh, he's a Swiss Army knife. He does it all. And uh, I think it's going to continue. To, uh, he's been getting great reviews coming out of camp, uh, talking about how his uh, receiving skills are very very underrated and i think that is the truth uh well i mean let's face it he got he, he didn't he got drafted where it was because he had off the field this year. yeah no for sure but uh yeah i expect him to do big things this year yeah. uh so who's your sleeper um terrell Pryor. i love Kirk cousins um he's gonna be his number one target while jordan reed's gonna be hurt um terrell, you said a, a little back corner throw today they had video on I uh, mean, twitter dude terrell Pryor is going to uh, I say PPR. I say he had 212 last year. I say he hits uh, 240 easy. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's going to do big things there, man. Big things. Uh, my sleeper is Taylor Gabriel from the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, after week eight, he uh, he blew up on the scene, became a big part of the offense, uh, helped them become dangerous down the line. Uh, with so many other weapons on that team, like you, you have to worry about Julio. You have to start worrying about Austin Hooper. Uh, Devontae, uh, uh, and, uh, drawing a blank on his name right now. Other, Te- uh, Tevin Coleman. Uh, but I think he's primed to have a, a, a very nice wide receiver three pushing a wide receiver two year. Uh, I'm thinking he's in the, in the same mold of a Willie Sneed. Like that's what, that's kind of like what I'm, uh, telling people to, to expect from him. So, uh, all right. Tight ends. What you got going there? I mean, it's pretty, uh, well, I got one right here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very underrated. It's a boom. <laughs> and I just bust. 
All right, on that note, yeah. all right, uh, my boom, is that where we're going? No, 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 no tight end, you gotta give your top ten. Oh, first. my tight end, right, tight ten. My tight end. <laughs> my tight end, ten. Uh, uh, <laughs> all right, number one, Gronk. Uh, two, Travis Kelsey. Three, Greg Olson. Four, Jordan Reed, and again, it's always dependent on his um, injuries or not. Yeah. Uh, five, Kyle Rudolph. Six, Jimmy Graham. Seven, Delaney Walker. Where am I at? Uh, eight, Martellus Bennett. Nine, Tyler Eifert. Tyler Eifert. And ten, Hunter Henry. All right, I got a Gronk, Jordan Reed, Travis Kelsey, Greg Olson, Jimmy Graham. Bounce back year. Huge year this year coming, I think. Martellus Bennett, Delaney Walker, Zach Ertz, Tyler Eifert, and Jack Doyle. Doyle. But again... Who knows, what's who knows what's going on with Andrew Luck? So we'll okay. see what happens there. All right, who's your bust? Uh, you all over your face. Hey. Um, Tyler Eifert. He's gonna get hurt. I mean, I just have him in my top ten just because he's Tyler Eifert and he has the talent. But I mean, he's gonna get hurt. So mm -hmm. I mean, why have him there? I don't know because I should probably have Ebron there. But yeah, the uh, the usual suspects. Yeah. I, have, I have a usual suspect too, man. I got Julius Thomas as my bust. Uh, he's getting talked up a little bit because he's back in the Adam Gase offense, yeah. and people are expecting big things from him. But there's only one problem. That's not Peyton Manning under center. No. And uh, he's not guaranteed to get those types of targets. But I like that. Yeah. yeah. I know you do, but uh, he, he likes other people. Sure. And he's never been too friendly with a with a tight end. Sure. So, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I suggest you avoid him. Uh, who's your boom? Uh, Kyle Rudolph. Uh, number two, Kyle Rudolph, number two score in PPR last year. So uh, you could get him on the cheap. You didn't even have – you had him of what, like seven or eight? Did you even have him in your top Not on my list at all. So there I you do go. not like Minnesota Vikings aside from Dalvin Cook. Well, I mean, number two in scoring last year. Mm -hmm. They have another year with Sam Bradford. Sam Bradford likes the dump off. He is, he is the dump off king. So yeah. I expect the same thing where PPR um, – Grab him, and you could get him late because he is an underrated guy. So you could fill out your almost your entire roster and get Kyle Rudolph late. Yeah, uh, mine. You had him on your list, Hunter Henry. Uh, eight touchdowns last year, tied for most uh, by a tight end. Uh, he was top ten in fantasy points among tight ends last year, and he did that all while playing behind a thirty-seven, a now thirty-seven-year-old tight end in Antonio Gates. He is taking over that job. Yeah. He's well, he, taking that over. He is my sleeper, Hunter Henry, because not a lot of people are thinking about him right now. So sleep, sleep, and he's your boom. So that's why he's a sleeper. So yeah. nobody's doing it. So he is my sleep, sleep. My sleeper is a guy I, I fell for last year. But uh, I think it, I think <laughs> it takes around. You fall for a guy all the time. Kobe Fleener. Uh, he was supposed to be a stud last year, but, you know, you heard all the stories. He couldn't grasp the offense. But even with all that, he still managed uh, – 50 catches, 600 yards, four touchdowns. Uh, but the uh, the upside is um, he has another offseason with the team under his belt, and he was seventh among tight ends last season in uh, red, red zone targets. And most importantly, Brandon Cooks took his 100-plus targets with him to New England, so there is just wow. a whole lot more out there for oh, people to do. So, yeah, he's my sleeper. Take a chance. Take a chance on him. All right. Our rookies. Our top rookies for this year. Rick, go ahead. Uh, Joe Mixon, Christian McCaffrey, Leonard Fournette, 
Dalvin Cook, Greg Davis, uh, Mike. Can you feel me? Williams, Samarji Perine, um, OJ <laughs> Howard. Uh, Kareem you are Hunt. butchering all these names. I know. <laughs> Hunt and Joe Williams. All right. And, and this is for Dynasty. Okay. John Rass. So I, I, you notice I had uh, Fournette in my top ten this mm-hmm. year for, for production. Yeah. Uh, I had him number three on my list. And this is for Dynasty. I, this yeah. is for my Dynasty, dynasty if you're rookies. Dra- if you're drafting for Dynasty, yeah. these are the guys that you want over the long term. Yeah. Uh, for me, I got Joe Mixon. Uh, Leonard Fournette, Corey Davis, Dalvin Cook, Christian McCaffrey, Kareem Hunt, Mike Williams, Samaj P. Ryan. That's how you say his name. Uh, John John Ross and uh, O.J. Howard. Wow. So, yeah, there you have it. There are lists. There are sleepers out there. But you know what? I'm not going to tell you about them. <laughs> because I have a draft to think about. This is where I am. <laughs> Got getting, a couple drafts. This is where I am getting uh, stingy and selfish with it. Uh, uh, no sleep, sleep tonight. Yeah. So that's how that's going. Uh, before we finish up here, I believe we actually have a couple questions, and we'll be happy to answer that for you before we get uh, happy answer out of here. So uh, go ahead, give us that first question. And now it's time for the questions <laughs> from our listeners. <laughs> All right, first question comes from Steven on Twitter. Where do you guys turn for stats and info, and is there certain podcasts that you listen to for fantasy purposes? Asking for a friend. Well, Steven, you can tell your friend that, uh, and and Rick will agree with this, and he will add whatever he wants to add to this, but uh, when it comes to looking at lists, it's not really a matter of me looking at a list to see what everybody else would pick. Like when we made these lists right here, I look at a list so that way I have like a template so I see what names are so I don't forget anybody. Yeah, exactly. And then I go from there. I will print out a list when I go to a fantasy football draft, not taking people in that order. I just have it so that way I'm not forgetting a name that I'm writing writing down names and then next that, to it. And then you don't have you don't have your order there for yeah. people to look at. You just know and you're like you just know like Okay, I know that I want this guy over yeah. this guy. Yeah. If you don't know that, like if you struggle with the back and forth, then I mean, yeah. that's something that you are going to have to, like that's something no. that you have to deal with. Like You should already have a ranking. Okay, I see the team going in this direction where I see them going. Mm-hmm. Tar- like You look at the stats. I mean, it's yeah. Uh, if I want to know their stats, I look at their player card. Yeah. The whole reason we started this show is because we felt that we – no more than the other people that are telling you uh, where to take somebody. So that's why we did it. I mean, that's basically why we did it because we started this for fantasy football, uh, and that's what it was. We felt like we had a better grasp on the way things are going, and uh, so we we only use it to remember the names. But the lists you get from us are our own opinions, not just yeah. like taking it from somebody else's page and, and plastering it on there. Yeah. So you're you're more than welcome to go check out a Matthew Berry, but guess what? Yeah. Better than he is, no, 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 literally, like when I, I'll Google like a, you know, top two hundred cheap sheet PPR. Cheap sheet, cheap sheet, cheap sheet, And I'll just, I'll just look at the names, and I'm like, no, I don't, you know, you're like, you're going through, and I'm like, well, I don't think he's there. I, I want him higher. Like you, just, you just have him there as a frame of reference, and you go from there. Like, like you said, as far as stats, you just Google their, you like. 
Look at how many targets they have. Look how many receptions, yeah. yards. I mean, it's just. I just Google Google cheap, cheap, <laughs> cheap, cheap, cheap. I go to NFL.com. Yeah, that's like Look that's the secret though. That's secret. Yeah, though. yeah. All right, so there you go, Steven. Tell your friend come to us if they if they need uh, stats and info. Hashtag. Actually, not even necessarily stats. When when I make the list, I'm not going like, all right, man, he's gonna have 1,400. I hate doing that. I hate when people try to predict that because that's never right. <laughs> so I will just tell you, I think this guy's going to have a good overall year because I think that the guy's going to have a good enough overall but year. But what about week win. eight when they're playing in the dome and it's away and it's Well, on. that's when you get into it. Yeah. Like, that's into the season. Like, yeah. That's different because that's why you build your team to have a bench for those types of situations. Yeah. So you, what you can do, though, is actually like build your team and then you just have like a little cheap sheet. And, uh, to mark guys off. Yeah. Like, cheap sheet. Yeah. All right, what's our, what's our uh, final question? Oh, we got two more, actually. We got oh, one really? that came in during the podcast. Oh, okay. So uh, another question is from Johnny Cruz. Who is your breakout player of the year candidates? Uh, Johnny, real quick, you want to know who our breakout player of the year candidates are? Go back and listen to our top ten. We just gave you uh, sleepers and uh, booms. Booms and busts. And busts. <laughs> so there you go. You guys stay away from question. I was going to tell you that on Twitter, but I was like, you know what? I'd rather them listen to the show. So uh, there you go. There you All go, right. buddy. And our third question comes from this guy, Danny. <laughs> if you had the first pick in a redraft, one point per reception, who would you take? I mean, we're you're gonna go running back. So I, in my opinion, Le'Veon Bell is the number one overall, overall player. And Ritz already said, unless he's gonna go wide receiver. Nope, David Johnson. Yeah. So I, I say Le'Veon. He says David, David Johnson. I don't think you go wrong either way. The boy, I mean. I, I don't think you go wrong either way, but I'm I'm feeling good about myself if I have the number two pick in that draft. Yeah, <laughs> because you get, but like for me, I feel better with David Johnson because Le'Veon Bell has a history of of not being on the field and mm-hmm. getting hurt. Yeah. And David Johnson, he looked like he tore his knee up at the end of last year, and it was like, oh no, he's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's where we're falling with that. Obviously, knowing him as well as I do, he's trying to set up a trade. So he's trying to get, get an opinion. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, there's that. But, yeah, Le'Veon Bell over here. Oh, wow. What happened? Holy we shit. got a winner for SmackDown to challenge the champion at SummerSlam. Uh, don't don't spoil it for me. Come on. I think I know who it is. Come on. I think it's Nakamura. You got a winner. Yep. Yep, Nakamura. I guess John Cena Go took a pretty nasty buck, too. Did he? Yeah. Wow. It was a bad suplex. Rick was just singing. Rick, you just broke Rick's heart. He's a Cena boy. Rick, Rick, my favorite story is Rick is, is, is a Boston boy. Rick's whole family is from Boston. And when they asked him where John Cena was from, he pulled like the Mrs. Deeds or Mr. Deeds over there where he's like, He's from Westchesterington, Fieldville, 17, <laughs> Massachusetts. And yeah. everyone was like, where the fuck is that? Because I didn't know exactly. <laughs> I couldn't remember what the city it was. It was just funny. I remember everybody looking at you like, what the fuck is that? Because <laughs> I did the whole fucking big, big brother. What is it, Big Daddy? No, no, no that was oh, for Mr. Uh, Deeds. Mr. Deeds. Yeah. I was, uh, I was, uh, like halfway through, yeah. I was like, because I he, thought he, I remembered, yeah. but then I was like, no, I don't remember. He lived next to Boo Radley. <laughs> right, so are you guys ready to pick a winner for uh, a bottle of fresh balls? I guess we're going to pick a wiener, and then we're going <laughs> to tell you guys next week who won Fresh Balls. We'll do it like that. We'll, uh, oh, really? I could do it. Oh, you got a so we random? Do, we got a little do you have a drum pick. roll? Uh, no, I don't, but I could uh, ask Rick to make one. Yeah, do a drum roll with your mouth, Rick. No, that's 
uh, but we'll pretend you're gargling something. <laughs> All right, we're gonna do this right now to find out who wins. All right. Fresh ball. Ready? Ready. Matt. <laughs> Coach yeah. Matt, seventy-two. Coach Matt, seventy-two, wins himself some fresh balls. Nice. So there you go. We'll be getting that to you as soon as possible, and I'm sure your wife will appreciate that. I think Fresh Balls has a regular customer now. Yes, they do. <laughs> We're gonna. Uh, we should. We should uh, figure out a way to hit him up a comment. You know, like after. He does, but, Ask about a Fresh review? Balls. Yeah. A live yeah. review. Yeah. yeah. In a, in a week, a week after we give it to him, we'll, we'll call him up unexpectedly during the show and ask him if his balls are hey, currently fresh. Hey, just send it to Fresh Balls. Just be like, hey, this is what your product does. Yeah. Like, not even expecting anything. Not ask for anything. Just be like, here you go. It's, it's moist. <laughs> All right. I so feel fresh. We're going we're gonna, <laughs> to end this show. Uh, I guess we're going to end it on the note of talking about Matt's balls. But, uh, yeah, uh, we hope you enjoyed the show. If you found this to be helpful, especially with our fantasy football advice, hey, tell your friends uh, to, to to give it a little listen, man. Give it a little listen, and, and uh, hopefully we helped you guys out there. Ask some questions throughout the year. Yeah, and uh, don't go looking on the internet. Just come to us. We'll be your human cheat sheet. <laughs> don't go freaking out. Yeah. So, yeah, that's going to do it for us. Uh, for Fredo and Rick, I'm Mike. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, come back next week and we'll try and do better. Adios. Bye. Bye.